The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, superfly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props. Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! It can be confirmed, right? Even though the polling's not right, it can be <laughs> confirmed that about one out of every four voting adults in this country are MAGA. I mean, down the line. 20, about 20, 20 to 25, depending on what you believe. But it's let's go ceiling and not floor. 25%. That leaves 75% of the rest of us, and I include those people, which is hilarious. We talked about this during the election, that are on the fence. What are you on the fence about? But let's assume you're very confused about, God, which which thing's better? That's fine. In no way are they going to be okay with electing a president that's under indictment for four different indictments. No way. And this first one was hush money to a porn star. Okay? Pretty mild. It's a misdemeanor. There's 34 accounts in this indictment. Yeah. They just haven't released and unsealed the indictment because when you're dealing with something like this, it doesn't get unsealed until the arrest. Yeah. That's the way this works. So all these fucking asshole, hysterical culture war, fucking the world's burning down, be scared of Jews and brown people. All these people have no idea what they're talking about. It's all conjecture. It's all to whip up the but base. that extends to both sides. Both sides are overreacting 100 fucking percent. <sighs> I mean, because there's the whole other side of the... The, the the strata that are saying that, oh, this can, can you fucking believe it? An ex-president fucking pulled this shit. Well, you don't even know what he's being indicted for. Okay. That's where well, everyone needs to settle the fuck. We down. don't know the details of the indictment. I think what the left en masse, you're always going to have those people that are going to, um, you know, they're going to glorify any sort of thing, bad orange man. That's, and I mean... You do you, boo-boo. If you want to throw a party because an ex-president got indicted, that's fine. They don't know the details either. What they're getting excited about is finally the American people can look at its government and the government can look at the people and say no one is above the law. 100%. That's a very, very, very important precedent. So I don't I don't necessarily think they're, they're jumping for joy about what's in the indictment. It's the fact that a former president wow. is getting indicted. And Bush could have been but indicted. Let's be fair. We're, a lot we're, of people could have been indicted. Those people are jumping for joy because it's Trump. They there is Schadenfreude yeah. everywhere. Right yeah, now. but it's 
Listen, of course. Listen. The, and, the, and and I'll forgive it. I get jump, you. Jumping <laughs> for joy, their quote-unquote jumping for joy does not even in the slightest bit resemble the rights crying. Oh, my God. It, no. I mean, this is sad. There's at least some sort of like, hey, this good thing happened, but. We still got two years before this thing's gonna. He's oh, never yeah. gonna go to jail. Yeah. There's some re, there's some rationale into their quote unquote enjoyment of this. Mm-hmm. I think really what the left and what everybody in America should be happy about is the fact that nobody is above the law. Yeah, that's a good thing. That's the whole it's standard by which this country was built. Yep. Was everybody is equal. It says it in the Declaration of Independence, except black people and women, of course. Of course. Um, that being said. Go, go, <laughs> go on. <laughs> uh, this is a, a historical moment. And if you, if you take a 30,000 foot view of what this is, this isn't him being locked up in jail for the rest of his life. None of that is happening yet. But what this does do is sets a precedent that an ex-president can be brought to his heels from a justice standpoint. And what what this does again is allows the case in Georgia, which is a much serious charge, more serious charge, and the case from the DOJ for Jan 6, which is an extremely serious charge. It makes those charges easier to push. Sure. Because somebody had to be the guinea pig. Somebody had to be the first lawyer, the first court to indict a president. Yeah. And now they've done it. Now the fucking seal is broken, right? Sure. So he's not going to do any time. He'll probably have to pay some fines. He might have some misdemeanor crimes on his record, even though from what I understand... These misdemeanors could lead to jail time by law. It won't. But what it will do is make it easier for the crimes he really has committed, the more serious ones, come to yeah. light. Yeah. That's, that's really what we're, what we're talking about. The right's going to use it as, as butt boy Ron DeSantis said after he, he, Trump calls him a meatball and calls him a crybaby that came to him crying to save his campaign. He's done nothing but admonish and diminish Ron DeSantis as a man, called him potentially a pedophile and uh, name it. He's doing the Trump playbook. DeSantis comes out and says, Oh, there's a bad day for America, and now they can just lock up any Floridian. And it these guys are the most sycophantic, spineless little twerps. You know, it's it's Ted Cruz all over again. I call your wife a fucking ugly dog, and you fillet me. This will get me in trouble for saying so because I'll use a word. Just say we've been really good for like two years getting in trouble. Um, I I think they're acting like a a bunch of pussies. It's just a bunch of. That's not going to get us in trouble. All they do is piss and moan and complain about being persecuted. I mean, I was alive during the 90s. They're victims. It's constant victim mentality. We watch special prosecutors be appointed and fucking Bill Clinton be impeached over. And by the way, I I got no love 
for Bill Clinton. No. But honestly, that was crazy to watch as an American citizen in the 90s to watch what happened to that guy over his affair, you know, and and we've had four of them, four impeachments. Yeah. Nixon. Yeah. Which led to him subsequently stepping down. Well, that's how we avoided jail time. Right. Clinton. He would have been convicted. Obviously. Yeah. Clinton, who it wasn't a serious enough charge for him to have to step down. Yeah, it was the perjury charge was a morality issue. um, Yeah, was the big thing, and the other two belonged to one guy. Yeah, Donald Trump, and we said it like, man, this guy's a trendsetter. He really is the first president to lose the popular vote for both elections. Sure, you reminded me, the first president to have two impeachments. Yeah. The first president to be personally responsible for inciting a potential coup of an American government. He's doing great. The first one to be indicted. Yeah. God, he's really checking off the fucking bucket list, man. Checking boxes left and right. And and again, this is going to be. He's a go-getter. He's really a (laughs) go-getter. He's going to be, you know, this is going to incite that 25%. That we talked about. It's going to be ugly. It will foment them. We talked um, last week about Bragg getting a, I will kill you with white powder. There is going to definitively. And the problem is this. The first January, January 6th, Trump potentially could say he had plausible deniability. I didn't know this was going to happen. I had no idea they would react like that. What is going to be your excuse now? When you say there's yeah. going to be death and destruction and you have to fight for your country, what's going to happen now after understanding what you did on the 6th? You know, what I find really interesting is the timing of this helps both sides of this tribal argument that is going on. Um, after the shooting that happened, both sides were sort of scrambling for ground based upon this the, the shooting because... One, you have a, a trans individual, which obviously is me is meaningless to the conversation. I, I, but. I mean, I don't know if it's meaningless, but it, I did. But it, it was used as a political wedge. Of course, it was. Uh, obviously, I almost text you, know you I mean? and Sean about it. I'm like, watch the trans hate. Oh no, it serving it up on a platter, crazy. So crazy. I saw, I saw a graph. Sorry to cut you off, but this no, is important because I forgot about this. Mass shootings. Since like 2000. Yeah. Uh, by the way, we've had 160 or 180 this I year. Think, yeah, I think so. And it's March. By the time you hear this, April. So sorry. Um, there have been somewhere in the neighborhood of 2,850 mass shootings that have occurred from non-trans people. Yes. And three. Three. From trans people. So obviously you see this whole thing spiking in the trans. It's of course. it's such a sloppy, silly, uneducated, um, pandering argument. It and is. you knew they were going to grab onto but it right away. You say that, but it definitely put um, the left-wing enclave on the defensive when it came to trans politics and everything. They actually had to defend that position i'm not saying that's uh, i'm not making qualitative argument about that i'm saying that that it did they politically put them on the defensive 
when this should have been an issue of like, okay, why are we still shooting our little kids? That's what the argument should be is like, why are we still not protecting our kids? The argument is little kids are getting killed. Why do you have a person whose own family said they were mentally unstable and should not own guns still able to buy guns? Took his guns away. Because those red flag laws are not in place because the Republican. We had a ban on assault rifles. Remember this? 1994 to 2004. And they rescinded it. Okay. I'm not. I'm not. I. I don't want to make this like they're well, bad they and we're good. It. They just didn't. Um, they didn't. They didn't reaffirm. They didn't it. reaffirm it. Right. Um, there was a sunset clause in and the they didn't, assault weapons. Ban. They didn't make the sun come up back again. Because basically. that was during the that was during Bush's second term. Bush. You know what I mean. And obviously he wasn't going to reinstate that law. I'm busy painting pictures. But you know, like. From a statistical standpoint, you can point to what happened from 1994 to 2004 and say, well, there was a clear, obvious, and obvious reduction in these crimes. Well, they're, they're, let's arm more. We have three times as many guns. Of course. There's three, and especially with the culture war rhetoric, with all the fucking these guys are, they're taking our jobs and they're killing babies and they're eating babies and they're overthrowing the government and the white man is being brought to his knees. I've not seen that. I'm a white man. I've yet to be brought to my knees or not be told I can do anything. But I guess that's right around the corner for these guys. They're 25% are very vocal. They're very loud. These guys in Congress and the Senate have taken so much money that they're beholden to the gun lobby and the banking industry and the left. Don't, I mean, NRA might have the right in its pocket, but by virtue of banking, finance, rules internationally and nationally, they are equally shitty, yeah. the Dems and the Republicans. Don't get it twisted, but it's it's never. I I always said, you know, thoughts and prayers, y'all. Thoughts and prayers. Um, I always said that it will take something of the ilk of a mass of a white man, cisgendered, um, that has listened to Hannity and Fox their whole life to go in and shoot up a bunch of kids that are the children of Congress people or related to it or Senate. I don't know what else, unless it literally gets home to them, there will be nothing happening. Right. We've been screaming for fucking gun control for fucking 30 years. Well, and we, we now have a, what, six to three Supreme Court. I mean. Oh, we're, oh it's never happening. Nothing's going to happen. Nothing's ever going to happen. In our lifetime. Like, you and I will be dead. We will be dead before my daughter and your son have a chance to see a world where we have a sanity. Yeah. In any regard. In, in regards to that issue, 100%. We already have. Yeah. Two million people incarcerated in this country, which per capita makes Saudi Arabia look like fucking Narnia. We have 400,000 of those people that haven't been on trial yet that are waiting. We are broken. We are busted. But um, let's hope the MTGs of the world and the Boberts keep talking because all I've seen about Bobert for two weeks is that wolves are killing everybody. 
That was that was on the floor. Public urination and peeing. <laughs> She's fascinated with She's peeing. Fascinated I, with Washington D.C.'s you know, public urination. And laws. maybe she should be with her pedo husband. Yeah, who knows? He That'd probably, probably be a good idea to look into that. I don't know if he pees all over, but he. I, you I know am, that guy pees on everything. I, <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Jesus Christ! When you're He's fucking, when you're flashing build a bear, you're fucking pissing on everything. Who are we? I don't know. Mm. All I know is we're uh, drinking some really. We good are wine drinking right some now. dank fucking wine. This you're is well, so good. Your Welksies. Oh, we'll talk about guys. That in a minute. We're gonna put down that Trumpian horn <laughs> of justice, and we're gonna get back to what we do well. This is the. Whiskey Reel. It is the whiskiest of reels and the riskiest of wheels. We're sitting high on Cloud City. It's a windy city. Not unlike Chicago. It's very windy right now. But we're very high up. Some say the wind is harsher the higher the elevation. They say that. I will concur. I'm with you. (laughs) We are looking down on all of you trying to fight yourself through this what i like to call ice wind because it's sunny outside if the wind would stop it would probably be a balmy 65 degrees however ice wind it makes (laughs) you miserable i don't know about you wind cold wind makes me miserable like angry it makes me like really like cratchety. It's a it's an anxiety inducing thing. Yeah, because it's being put upon you. It's like somebody's shoving fucking ice in your face. You know, you drive your car into town, which may I don't know where you're from, but if you're driving in Durango, you're like, holy shit, look how beautiful it Be- is. Get out of it's your car, gorgeous. Ditch it. And then you get out of your car after 20, 30 minutes and you're like, oh my God. And you're trying to suck down a dart, it and blows right shards. out of your hand. Now you're Chasing your dart around the fucking... Shards of ice cutting through your skin. Suck it. I hate it. And it's supposed to be Monday. Happy April, everybody. Happy April. Uh, By the time you hear this, you might have been pranked. Possibly. It will be like April 4th-ish. 3rd, 4th. Just saying. 4th. Shout out out to the Aries. Mamas and Aries. Go get them. Um, You focus on really weird shit. That being said. That was awesome. <laughs> that felt good just to me. If there's any Aries out there, they're probably writing it all down. And that was idiotic. Within the margins. and um, That being said, sitting across from me is my non-alcoholic beer drinking friend. I'm drinking wine. Well, now you are. I'm just saying, in general, yeah. you're trying to uh, lower the alcohol content in your life, which is always a good thing. Oh, I'm – Yeah. I'm down from 100 to like 16%. Right. So we discuss it. There's a point where when you drink, as we are wont to do, we have to know. Um, you go from first couple drinks, you're feeling great. And then you hit this like kind of perma buzz. And then you wake up. Yeah. And you go, Was I fun? No. And they're like, No. No. You just complained about cheese curds for six hours. And you're like, well, that sucks. I'll try to do better next time. And there's a point where you don't really get drunk and do the lampshade on the head anymore. You just go from buzz to black. And that's when you got to go. Because I've done the same thing. 
and I'm not, I'm no fucking, you know, Sunday school preacher or anything, but it's a good idea. I, you know, what's funny not being in the industry for a long time. Longest for, intro ever. I love it. I don't care. <laughs> not being in a, not, be, <laughs> not being in the industry for a long time. I've met so many people that have been on the wagon for the last three months that I didn't even know about. Yeah. And it's people that were like, in it, it dude which is good for them Hit we're it. doing better durango sitting across from me is the mayor of non-alcoholic beverages he is a wonderful man you might find him in a flannel especially these days you oh, will yeah. definitely find him in a flannel because it sucks he is the bobby duke he is Hiv Tyler. He's never been diagnosed officially, but we know it's in his blood. We know it's um, you might see him at the clinic. You might see him at the deli. It might be one of the two. Either way, we love him. We adore him. This is Bobby Van Noyes of the Tallahassee Van Noises. Oh, hey. Thanks, buddy. Hey, buddy. That was awesome. Yeah, well, whatever. That was an expensive... There's a little tangential <laughs> dog shit for you. Um, you guys... You know him. You love him. He is my own personal Dionysus. <laughs> yeah, bitch. He brings the wine. He brings the grape. You know what's funny? Dionysus was wine and violence. Yeah. I wonder why they gave him that. Weird. Weird. He seemed like a fun dude. Dionysus, <laughs> Dionysus parties. <laughs> you that guy got down. And in the Romans, they called them Bacchus. Yeah. Hi, New Orleans. I'll be back soon. <laughs> For some reason, the Roman version had sex with less boys. The, uh, Greek, the, the Greeks had a... They the Greeks were pretty okay with affinity. it. Affinity. They had an affinity. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe still do. <laughs> oh, I love our Greek friends. Um, you guys, this is Sir Antonio Branderas. Of the Mediterranean. Yeah, call me Durango's Balky Bartokamas. <laughs> <laughs> and if you got that reference, you were old. Oh, we are, you're from the old country. That's you're for sure. from the old country. You press your own olive oil. You're one of those fucking <laughs> One of those chodes. fucking psychos. Yeah, you psycho. Um, let's get down to it. We've yeah. got a lot of stuff that is, I mean, obviously, as you can tell with the opening, there was some political stuff that was literally historic. Out so of our systems. God forbid we don't mention it, but it is out of our systems. We want to talk about a couple things. For the what we call in the business, they call this the body. The body. Of the episode. Uh, Bobby sent a tag. Okay. Let's go back. Bobby, why don't you explain, because Bobby, myself, and Chuddy Buddy have a text thread that has been open for fucking six years. Yeah. And it's constant. And you mentioned that a uh, friend of the podcast, Tigger, yeah. Tig Tig, yeah. Mr. Charles Woods, sent you his thoughts on a brand new movie that just came out. And why don't you explain what you sent to us? Okay, well... Uh, I, I had approached Tig about going to see the newest John Wick, John Wick Four, the newest John Wick film, the final chapter. That's what they're saying, but it's not true. Stop. But um, we're gonna get into this. We'll one. get into it. Uh, Tig sent me a message. He's like, "Well, I could pull it up, but I'll just paraphrase. I'm gonna give it a six out of ten. 
Um, some decent, I think he used the word decent, some decent action in it. Um, but it was pretty shallow as far as script or whatever. Blah, blah, blah. I wouldn't pay to see it again. To which I was like, I hadn't seen it yet. Right. So I sat on that text. I sat on it. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I got my tickets. Um, and I, I would add that he um, he didn't choose to go with me to see this movie. So because <laughs> you would have convinced him, <laughs> he went. He went with his sister instead, who's lovely. She's fine. <laughs> she's too little. She's adequate. No, I'm I'm a little nonplussed about the whole thing. So <laughs> I go um, Tuesday um, at our local theater is five dollar Tuesdays. And so I. So you'll see Bobby there. Yeah. Before you see him on a Friday. Because I'm not doing anything on a Tuesday. So no, you're not. I uh, I had lunch. Uh, my favorite haunt has a chicken pesto caprese sandwich every Tuesday. So I went and had that. And I bought myself a ticket and I went by myself to see the John Wick uh, sequel. And I really enjoyed it. We'll talk about that mm-hmm. more. But it just bothered me. I was like. I was like, six out of ten? I was like, we can argue numbers, but I was like, man, six out of ten is... That's just very amorphous. That's pretty amorphous, Movies, when you watch them for the first time and they're sort of a spectacle movie, you either get overwhelmed and it's a ten out of ten. Right. Or it's a three out of ten. Which is also why I have not given this a grade. Right. Because I do need to see it again. Because Mm. it's three hours of... Chaos. Okay. So So I probably have been overwhelmed by the John Wick experience. Yeah. I was pissed at Tig. I didn't say anything to him other than I was just like, I sent him a text and I just said simply, I'm not sure you went to the right theater. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. To which he has yet to respond and it's Friday. Did did you have a concussion? (laughs) Um Okay. Did you eat that last hot dog? I know. Because that thing's never, never eat the last hot. Never dog, eat the bro. last hot dog on the rotisserie on the on the wheel of death. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so let's get into it because I haven't said shit yet. No, I so, know. So why don't you get into? I'm very curious. Okay, you get into what you saw versus Tig's comment. If anything, uh, the one the one thing that he said was like that the script was shallow, and, I, and that was the first thing that I was like, my eyebrow went up. Even though I can't do that John Belushi thing with my eyebrow, I wish I could, because that's the first thing. You're not the have, Rock. That would have happened to me. I would have been yeah. like, well, first of all, the John Wick series not exactly known for like being densely written. No, I mean the first movie's about a dead puppy. The second movie's and about a dead wife. Pretty much Let's starts with it. Well, we'll get to that. But ostensibly, the first movie is Revenge on the Dog. Worst. Second movie, he starts off by getting his car back. And the third movie, just everyone's trying to kill him. Yeah. That's the series, right? I mean, there's obviously nuance within the context of that. We're talking about. No. These are very um, uh, classic themes of revenge and redemption, which is something we don't talk about enough with this series. Yep. Is that he's on a redemptive arc. Yep. The entire time. The entire time. Yep. Um, But that's about as fucking deep as it gets. So when you say the story is shallow in John Wick 4, I'm like, yeah, kind of. But like, Mm. 
that's kind of what the point is too. Right. right. And that was my biggest like complaint. And then it was like just to say, oh, there's some decent action in this. My comment to you guys that I included on the thread was like, okay, but this decent action in this movie is up there with like some classic Pantheon films. I mean, I think I mentioned The Raid. There are sequences in this movie that not only rival The Raid, but are could be no, it, compared the raid, to The Raid. Not only The Raid you mentioned. Fury Road. You mentioned Fury Road, which is one of your favorite movies. Which is one of my favorite movies. So this I, is not Fury Road or The Raid, no, by the no, way. No, 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 no. By any stretch. It's not that but, film. But I took that reference and that inference to being how much you felt about this movie. Because you put it, if you were to mention Fury Road, which you were a shameless horror. Shameless. For, and rightfully so, is a fucking brilliant movie. Sorry, Rex. I know. It's... Um, Gorgeous. This is our only dividing line between me and Rex. Is this that Fury one Road movie? Um, <laughs> that being said, if I hear you say that in conjunction with a, mo- a new movie, that's a power from you. That's like giving a little bit of a stamp of approval. It is a stamp of approval. Okay, because it. I think this movie's in that conversation. Mm. Do I think it is those movies? No, I don't. But I think it is. 100% in that conversation. Okay. There are three set pieces in this film that transcend most action film to a by an order of magnitude. Talk to me. The Arc de Triomphe sequence <laughs> is one of the most silly It's the silliest. Preposterously cool fucking things I've it it is pure fucking joy. No argument. The Kung Fu martial arts sequence when we are first really introduced to Donnie Yen is fucking unbelievable. That whole sequence in the fucking Japanese continental is phenomenal. That is, it it is art. That is, that is action film art. Um, The other sequence that I want to giggle I was I had people looking at me in the theater during this sequence because I was giggling so fucking hard. And you're a mushroom. And how fucking cool it was. Is the I don't want to get spoilery, but there's an overhead um, sequence where they're showing the whole scene, the, the video game scene, the video game sequence. Yep. I was giggling so hard because I'm like, they're never gonna stop. They're just gonna keep doing mm-hmm. this. They're just gonna keep doing it, and it's it involves incendiary shotgun shells and it is the coolest thing I fucking have seen in so long the dragon fire it was uh, and and, and okay there's a spoiler at the beginning of the film when he finds those shells yeah and it's called the dragon fire I was like oh this is gonna be so cool uh, this is gonna be so fucking cool okay (laughs) notice I haven't talked about the story at all (laughs) well and that's I would I would Say that take was wrong by saying the story was shallow. I would say the story, considering its runtime, could have done more to solidify the relationship between some of the characters. Yes. It was, there was a lot of uh, assuming um, going on with some of the character relationships. That being said, uh, <clears throat> haven't said a word about this movie yet. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I've been now. I've not seen it for like five days or whatever. So initially, I was pretty um, disappointed. 
Okay. And it wasn't because of anything other than uh, cut this movie by 30 minutes, please. It seemed so egregious and redundant in the action. Not that the action wasn't good, but we're seeing the same sequence over and over and over again with no twists or turns in the sequence. Sure. Like, if I saw him go down the fucking stairs one more time, I would have walked out of the theater. It's one of my favorite now, parts. Now, that being said, and this is what's kind of the dichotomy of this. This, outside of two, which I thought had some brilliant, like, I thought Halle Berry was fucking awesome in two. Um, and, or three, sorry. Um, these little bit parts that they had for these like, the well-known actors, I, I, I enjoyed too. But, like, the thing that made this less enjoyable than it could have been for me was it. there were a lot of the... Um, subtlety was gone. I know that's weird saying it in John Wick. A lot of the humor was still there to a degree. I thought they took some shorts at the Japanese Continental. That could have been fucking Seattle Continental. I don't know. Outside of the scene where they were down behind those silk screens and the glass where you knew it was in Japan, that could have been anywhere USA. Um, there were some, I thought they lost opportunities. First thing Danielle said to me, whatever, everybody knows her name, was the daughter of the Japanese continental manager who could have been like a sidekick or something going forward in this. That, that character and how dope she is, I don't give a fuck if there's a sequel. There's This is all conjecture whether this universe takes goes forward or whatever nobody knows but as far as this property missed opportunity i thought um donnie yen was a highlight from an acting standpoint i thought maybe that and go through that man's i am oh my god that guy's done i mean thousand movies and movies you don't even remember he did we're talking about it man i mean we're talking about like right the OG of the OG, and 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 I would put this and in up there with his his very performance, finest performances. That man's sword game is what unparalleled. I'm just saying in the literal martial arts movie world, they He's do on some a they, they do some level. things in that film that have never been done but, before. But what was interesting is is Rex said to me like. They could have got anybody to do that. There's a lot of talented martial artists out there. I was like, yeah, except no. the thing with Donnie Yen is he's the only guy to have perfected blind fighting. And his choreography doesn't need to look at what he's doing. He's one of like two guys on the planet that can literally do that choreography. Well, I mean, obviously, Takeshi did it in um, his Zatoichi film. There's Zatoichi, but that guy's not going to do this film. No, I'm saying right now, he's probably the only guy that, that that literally could have played that character that was bilingual, that was a great actor, and, and had and that skill set. I don't know if you've seen some of his like behind the scenes interview stuff that they've been putting out, no. like sort of promo stuff, and his explanation of why, like, because one one of the criticisms I heard was like, well, that guy was weird, like he acted weird, he fucking. And I was, and but that's exactly what he wanted to do. Yeah, he was like, I will take this role, 
but I'm not going to play it like it's ever been played before. He was the most impactful character from a character standpoint yeah. in the entire movie. His his mannerism and his facial expressions and the way he approaches every fucking scene that he's in was so You've never seen it before. Off-putting. You've never seen it way. before. No, see, so what I'm saying is this. This is why I'm getting into these things without being sto- spoilery. I thought it was overly masturbatory for a masturbatory fucking like uh, series i love the extraneous violence i love the comedy i love the over the top it felt like they could have pumped the brakes for about 30 minutes in this film and it would have it would have made me happier i thought they could have taken advantage of more characters in this that would have made me happier yeah but it feels like we were watching like the same thing over and over and over again to a certain extent. And after two hours and 45 minutes of being in the theater, I was just like, dude, let's wrap this shit up. But dude, doesn't that, don't you think that made the climax so much more satisfying? I, and, I and we thought won't the get climax, into the climax was great. No, but like, if I could have shifted, edit shifted that 30 minutes forward. They could have gone into that scene an hour and a half before that. They could have done it 45 minutes Not earlier. that long. What I'm saying is cut five minutes off all those extraneous fight scenes. Five here, five here, five here, sure. five here. We would have gained to have... It just... There Wait, was an overall... So you're talking quibbles. No, there was an overall... It felt... I felt what I was watching with a bunch of people in a theater. It felt like everybody was starting to like get... We got it. We got it, dude. Yeah, I don't know. I and saw it at a pretty full theater. And I mean, everyone was very engaged, laughing. And and, it just and that could like have been me was, It was squirmy. You know what I mean? But like, I wasn't squirmy I'm like, squirmy dude, at all. can we? I was fucking, bring it on. I like, dude, you're going to do this again. It, they were like double and triple sequencing shit that I didn't see in Parabellum. Parabellum was one of the longest. Parabellum, by the way, is my favorite of all the John Wick films. It's so good. It's the best and, one. And, by the way, full It's the disclosure, best balance. It's the best one. Full disclosure, watched Parabellum before I saw this mm-hmm. on the same day. So I might have been John Wicked out. Sure. That's me. I will watch this movie again, but I'm saying at a running time of 3.05, they could have cut this to 2.30 and been a little bit more engaging and not lost any of the character. Because, by the way... The three major characters in this, and I'm not going to spoil anything. Oh, we're brothers. We're brothers. We're brothers. We're so close. No fucking context. No fucking backstory. We know what you meant from but, a samurai level. Yeah, I know. But but they could have helped that. I get what you're saying. Along I, a little, because he meant a million other more. guys. He met a million other guys that he knew for years and never treated the same way. No, of course. But like the the scene in the church, without getting into details. Yeah. Before the duel, dude, I that love is I love their interactions. That is next level. Fucking. Those good. aren't my problem. Here's how how do I tell you I love this guy without telling you I actually I, why I love this guy. I dude I perfect. You're, you're misunderstanding me. I love those moments. That's what built the story. But once and then they the went, other guy, the end tells it. Wh- once they put like time for action clock, it's like, dude, let's 
thing that was beautiful about the story beginning in John Wick, the first one, was that it was fucking efficient. And it felt like if I have to see you jump on somebody's neck and flip them again. That's fair. I'm done. Stop it. What happened to pop out, pop out, pop out? And he was just mowing through fools. That felt a little bit more reasonable to me than these. It felt like these sequences were so drawn out that you were trying to like get all the juice for the squeeze. It was. Does that make sense? And I can tell you this, from probably from a storytelling standpoint, what these guys were doing, this film, um, what what made the original John Wick, I guess the first two films especially, really cool was the, the building of this world. Mm-hmm. And then this film, especially, even more than Parabellum, because Parabellum was almost a a break in the narrative a little bit because it was like, now everyone's just trying to kill. Now we're gone. We're gone now. But this was like the further building of this continental universe. Yeah. And the culmination of it, like seeing like, oh, these are the motherfuckers at the And the cracks. We had never really seen. And the cracks in the dam. And the cracks. Yeah. No, I didn't have any problem with the story. I think Tig was wrong with Shallow. I think the, I think the, the constant, um, Trial, the Jobian trial. Well, of John now we're going to talk into the philosophical comparisons yeah. of what it could have possibly they had referred. To almost kind of built him up as this colossus that just couldn't be stopped. Right. Because he was a when, golem. Because when maybe he does be, get stopped or whatever is going to happen in this mm-hmm. narrative, it has more meaning to it. Of course, because you knew eventually the uh, the ending would be the ending, and we're not spoiling. No, we anything. won't spoil anything. But, but like, what I will say is, I've I've heard this compared to like Odysseus, and like I've heard this compared to like the trials of trying to walk through Dante's nine circles. And but I don't have a problem with them trying to do that. That's fine. I'm just saying you could have done that with less less fat. I thought there was a lot of fat that could be trimmed from some of the fight scenes. If they and took 10 minutes off the top, I wouldn't be bothered by you it. You wouldn't have noticed it. Of course not. You'd take a half an hour but out of it, you wouldn't have noticed there it. There was not a moment in that film for me, okay. personally, where I was like, wow, are they going to wrap this up? I never felt really? that. Really? Never. Not for okay, a second. Okay, that was my biggest... Not for a that second. Was, that was my biggest problem with it is... There was no, a point while watching it, I said, I get it, man. I get it. Oh, you're going to go armbar him and jump on his neck and do the same fucking thing you did six minutes ago? There was a point of no return for me, and I get the trial, and I get this is how hard it is, and I don't mind that at all. The stair scene would have been great if they would have just consolidated some of it. It just felt so egregious. Oh, and... I got to say something about the stair scene because yeah. there's a character in this movie. I don't even know what the fuck his name is. I just know that it's... Oh, the the henchman It's for played the... by Scott Adkins. That's a fat guy. Dude. No, no, no. Not the fat guy. No, the fat guy the... was Scott Atkinson. That's why he could roundhouse kick so well. That was Scott That's Atkinson? That's Scott Atkinson, motherfucker. Are you serious? I swear to you. I was so wrong. That's, I thought it was the other dude. That's why he could spin kick and get crazy? Because both times he looks way too big dude, to be Scott Atkins. That's him in a fat suit. Dude. That shit was... Look. By the way, that's my least favorite sequence in the movie. Me too. I the Russian part is my least favorite sequence in the movie. German? No, they're Russian. Because he was German. 
But the well, the, but the 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 Russian family. Okay. Uh, Natalia Tena. Um, yeah, that was being the head of the family. And what fucking, did he say? I am Gunter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That whole, yeah, well, that, that whole uh, thing was silly. But and, Scott Atkinson and that was the, the most German video gamey part of the movie. Hundred percent. Because it was like a boss level, dude. That dude, literally, it was a boss. Literally, level. it was. Yeah, but it was like Shinobi. Like it fucking, was. It was, old it was exactly Shinobi, like fucking dude. Tekken. It was Tekken <laughs> yeah, three, <laughs> but but the story version Tekken, yeah, yeah, not the right. one versus one. Right. Um. But no, there, Scott Atkinson was the German bad guy in it, and he wore a fat suit. And if you don't know who he is, he's like an extremely talented martial artist. That Not the world's a, most amazing actor, but he's been a staple. Of but he's a stud. Martial he's, arts films. He for did twenty a years three part ninja yeah, series. Yeah, man, that are all Dude, really fucking he fun was, to watch. He's he was in, in um, some of the uh, what is it? Uh, the he Van worked Damme. with Donnie Yen. He worked in Ithlon. Yeah, 100%. He was like he, he uh, Universal Soldier. He was uh, in Unisol. a couple of the, the Universal Soldier films. Um, he was in Regeneration, which was kick ass. That was dope as shit. Anyway, yeah. hyper talented. The guy Love shredded. Him. He's beefed up like an ox. And oh, he, and the Undisputed series. Yeah, and Undisputed. And he wore a fat suit. And that's why everybody in the theater, when he started throwing roundhouse kicks so and reversed, that's why he's so dope. I thought he was the henchman. Dude. No, it was the fat German. But he looked bloated in both scenarios. Wow. But he wore a complete head to toe fat suit. And that was that Scott. he had to fight in. Dope. So dope. But that scene went on 10 minutes too long. I agree with that. That's, that, that's the part they could have cut. But I think there were some moments like Honestly, that throughout the I film. I think you could have kind of cut that whole scene. Outside of the actual interaction at the poker table? The poker table was cool. Fantastic. But the 70 but that minute seemed like a chase setup. down, and they're fighting, and the dancers are still dancing. And everyone just keeps dancing. Okay. I know. I'm I know. done. I know. That was my least favorite part of the movie. Suspend belief. I get it. Yeah. It just seemed... Okay. What I'm saying is I love this series so much. I was so happy to see it. I don't... It's definitely not anything uh, nearing a 6 out of 10. So let's do this real quick. Yeah. Let's call spoiler alert. We're at 46 minutes. Let's do five minutes of spoilery talk. All right. Go for so, it. If you don't want to hear spoilers, skip ahead five minutes. Five minutes. Because we're going to fucking talk a couple of spoilers Go. real quick. We Go have ahead. to. Go ahead. We're going to talk about this movie. John Wick. By the way, if you have the internet, you know what happens because it's on headlines everywhere, mm-hmm. which frustrated that I got spoiled before I saw the movie. I watched it opening weekend, so I didn't have to get spoiled. Yeah, I got spoiled. So John Wick does ostensibly die yeah. at the end of this movie. He gets shot. In a really cool fucking scene. Great scene. I love the way that fucking scene culminated and plays out. The dual scene, I think, is really... You don't think he dies. Incredibly fucking smart. Well, I think that they're very deft and cunning in how they're setting up that... We don't see him get buried. We don't see him die. We see him say, (laughs) take me home. He gets gut shot and he collapses on the chairs. And the next thing you know, we're standing in a graveyard. By the way, uh, trope of martial arts or um, Hong Kong gangster movies is that you go to someone's funeral that's not really dead. That shit happens constantly. Okay. And we have been paying homage for the last three hours to that type of film. And then we get um, Winston, his character, 
interacting with um, Lawrence Fishburne's character, the king, mm-hmm. and talking about losing him. And, um, and Winston says something to the effect of, yeah, well, who knows? You never know. And then goes to the grave, shows his um, Russian tattoos, mm-hmm. and says, Dos Vidonia. Dos Vidonia. Dos Vidonia, my son. Mm-hmm. One, is he fucking John Wick's dad? No. He's part of the family. No. He's clearly part of the family. It's a, it's an expression. I understand. I understand. But he's, they, they very clearly show showed that he's his, part of that Russian fucking, crime family. Yeah. There's a reason Winston fought for him in Parabellum. Yeah. You know what I mean? They and vice, have a and very, vice versa. They have yeah. very close. Very, friendship. very close. I thought that was really effective and cool. If they bring John Wick back, it will be a nightmare. I don't want him to. Let him die. And that's part of the reason I want to have this conversation. Let him die. Yeah. Let's wrap it up. So there's going to be a Continental series. That's Dude, if you want to make this an HBO fucking Max, the Continental, and talk about the the, the universe they constructed, I am all fucking in. And it's happening. I'm all in. Yeah. But I don't want that character back. I don't think we need him back. Why would I need him back? There's they've introduced. You know why they'll bring it back? They they've introduced. They might do some flashback stuff mm-hmm. going forward, but I don't think that's going to be a character going forward. This if they're smart, do ma- not bring this fucking character back. This movie is making a gazillion dollars. Of course it is. It's so John Wick Four, motherfucker. Profitable one yet. They're saying that it's it done might, nothing but do this. It might end up actually being the most profitable rated R movie ever. Fantastic, as it, it deserves Which that. Is after like T two or I, I can't remember what the most profitable after rated the, R movie the, is. The horrific marketing of John Wick original, the horrific mark, maybe the worst marketing campaign I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. From going from that into John Wick three and the cult that it created and the money oh. it created into this. Yeah. It better make a lot of money. It deserves it. The series, the universe, the acting is fucking dope. So one last thing before we break, um, this thought occurred to me yesterday. I was sitting here thinking about, um, action movies and where this belongs in the, in that, this particular pantheon. series or the movie. I, no, I think the whole series. I think I think John the series Wick. Is, yeah, man. The only other parallel that I came up with, and I want your take on this, because back in the whatever, what, 86, 87, maybe mm-hmm. eighty seven, probably when Die Hard came out, the John McClane character changed cinematic universes for twenty fucking years. Sure, because St- they still bite. How long did we have? Oh, this is. Die hard on a ship. Die hard on a fucking totally, plane. Man. They changed the context a, of what it that changed, is. It, yeah. uh, everything from uh, speed oh, no, to totally. fucking... Die hard on a bus. Die, die hard, hard on a bus. On a, yeah. Exactly. You're right. It, it was a cultural shift in how we looked at... And like, and and until... That kind of went on until The Matrix. Yeah, and then it became sci-fi in effects. Because that's the other thing that popped on my sure. head. That was probably the next cultural shift in action movies... Sure. At least, you know, American action movies yeah. was when we shifted into the Matrix style right. of fucking right. action. Movie making you know what in I mean? general. 
I mean, I don't know how you feel about that as a comparison, but I think John Wick is very much the John McClane. It's, I think... Because, dude, everything from Atomic Blonde to... It's, I mean, it's, it's become Chick Wick. I'm going to say it's more so. Uh, Bullet Train. You think it's more so? Yeah, and I'll explain really? why when we get back. Okay. We're going to so keep this suck going. suck it, nerds. Pass the break. Pass the break. This world doesn't need no opera Here for the operation We don't need bigger knife Cause we got guns, we got guns, we got guns We got guns, we got guns, battle run All it takes is one trip out to the balcony of Cloud City. That's all it takes, brother. And uh, we see Durango for what it is. <laughs> oh, boy, do we. <laughs> we just saw Braveheart yeah. on the corner. That guy's infected by spores. Obviously. He has cordyceps. And we saw a wonderful young lady that wonderful young lady. you've been associated with. I have. That um, is... She's she's getting her feet underneath her. She's growing roots. Be the first time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! I've never seen her that way before. Um, (laughs) Or what is she? Nowhere, none of the time, not at once. Coming C- soon from A24. <laughs> Michelle Yao has not signed out for that. No. By the way, just saying. She's going to give that one a miss. She's hey, guys. <laughs> 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 you can reach out to the Whiskey Room at 970 Amorphous boobs. 970 <laughs> Oh, man. Send us a text message for fuck's sake. That's do whatever you want to do. Do whatever you want to do. You Nobody's going to do a Nobody goddamn listens. thing for us. Yeah, we have the worst listeners. God, the ever. worst. But they listen all the time. But they're I just know. like, hey, I listen all the time. Have you ever eaten now? Hey, great episode with Dave the other day. Really? Really? That's cool. Yeah, did you drop a review? Did I wouldn't know. Do anything about it? Yeah, all you got to do is hit five stars. Nothing. It takes 15 seconds. Hey. It is eh, what it whatever is. you guys we're are. Not, we're bu- not doing it for that. You guys are busy, dude. If we were doing it, <laughs> if we were doing this for clout or fame or money, we would have stopped four years ago easily. Yeah, we do this literally. Love of the game, love of the game, Hoosiers. Yeah, Hoosiers. You guys will find that this arena is exactly the same size. (laughs) (laughs) You're giving the pump-up speech? The pump-up speech. (laughs) Yeah, brother. (laughs) All right. Um, That being said. That being said. You you had another point to make about John Wick. I don't know if you remember it. Which one? I made a lot of points. We teased... Before uh, before we went to break, real quick, that you had one more thing to say. If you don't, I don't care. It doesn't matter. No, gonna... I I mean, because we did keep talking. The, John see, Wick. the problem with this podcast is this: we take a break, 
We go out on the balcony of Cloud City. And then life happens. We have a dart. And then 50 things happen while we're out on the balcony from <laughs> from people screaming at us yeah. to people yelling on a corner. And yeah. then I lose my train of thought. We were, I'm yelled, old we were yelled at. And, we're old and befuddled. I think we came to some common ground on John Wick. I think we understand each other. I thought other. you were going to be on the other side of the spectrum and I was going to be way over no. here. But we're we're closer to the middle than we think. I, I need to see it again. I will wrap it up as saying this. I think that it it is going to stand strong in action movie history. It has some of the... Well, we talked about where does this stand in the pantheon of action movie like series. Right. Oh, well, there's like Zatoichi, which um, there is Eatman. There is a lot of these like um, unbelievably well done series within the martial arts community and kind of the action film community. And John Wick, regardless of what I my foibles were with the last one, will still remain. One of the fucking stalwarts. It's going to be seminal. action films. It's going to be seminal. Yeah, and I don't. I, I I can't even put Die Hard on the same level of this. That was apples and oranges, as far as I'm concerned. Um, John Wick set a you standard know, that we're going to see for a long time. The only reason I even bring up Die Hard is because of the cultural zeitgeist mm-hmm. implications of it. But you already see filmmaking. Like you said, Atomic Blonde, and there's all these films where it's oh. like Bullet the Super Assassin. It's such a yeah, it's a, it's John like a Wickey, nod. It's an like, homage. It was Brad almost. Pitt's yeah, John Wickey. E- even moment. though they made it more funny, we're going to see a lot of series going forward. There's going to be a character that was done wrong, which is an old like Japanese trope of the. Um, you know, the rogue samurai, the Ronin yeah. that gets put out and put apart, but he's really good. And then he fights his way back and helps. I mean, this is the tropiest of tropes, but John Wick did it better from an American film version than anybody else has. I think action film as a, as a genre does really well when it creates um, its own mythologies and its own, um, you know, world building has Which become, this did. This created its own world. You said Apple in. Plus is going to have a uh, show called The I don't know if it's Apple Plus. I can't remember if it's Netflix oh. or Apple. I, I, I don't remember the We're going to see more of this universe. There is a, I think, a 10-part series coming that is probably already filming called The Continental, which is going to explore this world outside of John Wick. Oh, okay. Just exploring... The Continental as a culture. Um, Can you please put the daughter? I I think that's what they're doing. Please. I really hope that's what they're doing, and I think that's She's what they're doing. She's a fucking badass. Because you brought up the um, the character of Nobody, who yeah. was given a lot of fucking play in this. A lot of play. And I thought, well, they're doing an MCU thing here. They're creating this universe because why not? I have a feeling this is these are going to be characters we're going to see going forward. Well, Kane let's do it. And fucking Akira and fucking nobody. So I dope. think could be the cornerstone of what this series sounds could like be a going good start forward. to me. And if John Wick is in the ground, I'm fine with that. 
please keep them in the crowd. You know what I mean? I'm cool with that. I think they should too, man. But I, I don't see are, another dollars are going to talk. I don't need another flying arm bar. I got for about a month. <laughs> um, but he perfected it. <laughs> yeah, he did. Moving on. Plus, I, I have one song oh, to bring okay. it back to media, yeah, and I, I got to give this man some some credit. Um, Top Dog Entertainment. You know how we feel about Kendrick. We don't talk a lot about Schoolboy Q and some of the other guys that are on Top Dog Entertainment. Um, arguably one of the best sort of hyper labels yeah. that is going on. They had a band or a group called Black Hippie, which was really the introduction to this new Compton, Carson sort of feel. If you guys don't know L.A., You've all heard of Compton, but right next to it is Carson, and it's just as gnarly. <laughs> Trust me. So we call Kendrick the king of Compton, right? Yep. Compton's finest. I'll yep. go go to my grave with that. This man is slowly becoming Carson's finest. His name is Absol. He's had a multiple run of albums. This last album he has called Herbie, which is his real first name. Or Herbert, people call him Herbie. Herbert, um, he has this song, a, a gentleman named Premier. Uh, produced this. We've never talked about. Him never on talked the about DJ Primo. Uh, it's called. Up. It's called God a Rap. G O T T A Rap. Obviously, God of Rap. God a Rap. Um, wow. He laid it, it. It seems simple and basic until you start understanding what he's trying to do with this. I, I have not stopped listening to this since it came out. I am such a fan of this. I'm, I'm excited. This Carson's is finest. Old. Yeah. A B so Absol. I know. <laughs> Aaron Brandis soul. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I took it. Backpack raps with gats in it Don't get your cap pill by the black menace Ha 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 Primo Check I like to call myself the gotta rap But really I just gotta rap This a Dior doobie on the head of your cutie moon signs When you call her back Do not disturb We looking for the smoke Not who got the herb I'm top dog, you a copycat. copycat. I'ma get his beat a heart attack. Arrest your cardiac. I'ma need your patch back. All monitors. My movement is still intelligent. Your movement is still irrelevant. Blacking out till I'm out of melanin, meaning it never ends. You a pharmacist out of medicine. I'm holding weight like a skeleton. I'm holding weight. You just we a skeleton. <laughs> Fucking meat of the stew. You don't even know what I'm going to put down. I know. Yeah. That is uh, 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 verse, hook, verse. Yeah. Very classic. Uh, and, and he get see, because he's not a basic dude. He's very an introspective guy, and his, his lyrics are very, very tight, a la Kendrick. Yeah. He just, I, he's Abs- going to get into his own... Right with this album, Absol pretty recently actually did a, a tiny desk. Yeah, for a NPR. couple months ago. Yeah, a couple months yep. ago it was really good. Yeah, he's really not good. anybody to be played with, and that is not an easy room to fucking 
own. Well, it's a tiny desk. Because it's a tiny desk. <laughs> it's a tiny room full of white kids. <laughs> that are all fucking wearing like public enemy hats. Yeah, and, for sure. All right. Yeah, uh, settle down, for sure. Chet. Bunch of backpackers. <laughs> yeah, Chet. <laughs> it's a great album, though. Uh, go listen to it. I know you you guys won't, but maybe some of you will. No, absolutely. I know great. Bustos has already been listening to it. I'm sure, for sure. It's boy. it's a it's a hype ass joint. I know. We need some input from Bustos here. Yeah, we need. Let's a track. hear some new music. We need a track from Bustos. Fucking slacker, bro. Some of that iron shit. What's going on, dude? Yeah. By the way, he's. One of our biggest uh, fans, he still listens constantly. Let's get some new tracks going on. I know, that's what we need, right? Yeah. We need I mean, tracks. I know you got new tracks. Let's hear them. Just because Sean Moe's not on the pot- podcast with us anymore. No, he's too busy playing Britney Spears shit on AMP. No, last week he did a fucking country set. Oh, my God. I'm 90s out. 90s country. I'm out. By the way, killing it. He's killing it. He's killing it, but I don't care. I got. <laughs> I, I love him as a friend, but I'm not going to listen to 90s country super well, no, mixed no, track. No, that's not going to happen. That's never going to happen that's in my life. Happen. We're not going to do that. No, 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 no. We love you. We we do need to bring Sean Moe on the cast for a... Uh, it's been months. Yeah. Well, whenever he has time between... Yeah, that's the thing. Like he he's live on amp. He's got a lot of shit this. going so, on. Uh, yeah. It's making more to, money than we are. We're probably gonna have to accommodate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love what we do. Ah, uh, well, speaking of what we do, we're gonna wrap this shit up. Bring. Unless you got anything uh media, cultural, do you wanna get into real quick? Nah man. I'm three we... episodes deep into Ted Lasso. I don't really want to talk about it. No, it's, it's over. beautiful. I love it. It's, um it's fucking great. What you haven't got deep into is Perry Mason. Um I have not. And you're a, a knucker fucker I'm, for not watching that. I've dropped it on the server. It's, it's the happening. Best. The it's best. happening. It's um, so good. But I mean, right now I'm caught up in Ted Lasso and Yellow Jackets. That Those... first Yellow Jackets, <sighs> bro. We thought it was gonna get less gnarly. Nope. Okay. That bitch ate it. I'm eating an ear. <laughs> <laughs> Such a great way to end the episode. <laughs> oh do you have any? Uh, do you got any pearls of wisdom? Um. Yes. I actually do. All right, then let's clutch. There's a lot of people of wisdom that have pearls of wisdom, but none have them as often or as relevant as we do. Um, I'm going through some um, like super adult financial shit, and what I mean by that is once you start like buying houses and borrowing from banks and doing shit. Shit goes, kicks into a different, like, gear, right? You guys know this. You've been doing this. Um, I had a specific question that I needed to answer, and I leaned on somebody that I value their business savvy. Somebody who's been, done it, done it, will tell you about it. What I would say is, if you're making any decisions, whether it's career-wise, financial relationship, there's a reason why you've bumped into all the people that you've bumped into in your life. Even if you haven't talked to them in a while, what a great excuse 
to talk to somebody that you haven't talked to in a while. Not to be like, hey, you can help me right now. You're not borrowing money from them, but just simply to ask them their thoughts and their expertise on a given situation. I think that's why we know the people we know. We don't, we might not talk to somebody for fucking a year or two, but to call them and go, hey man, sorry I haven't talked to you, or ma'am, or my girl, or whomever, and say, haven't talked to you in a while, I'm a shitty person, however, can I pick your brain? And people who are chill will be like, absolutely, hope you've been doing well, what do you got? Because that's what they do. Lean on the people who know more than you. You don't know anything other than what you know. And as you know, you don't know shit. So lean on the other people that you've met in this beautiful confluence of life that know more than you. Don't pretend to know you know anything other than what you know. Lean on them. Call them. Ask them. Nine times out of ten, they'll be more perfectly willing to tell you their thoughts. They've garnered all this expertise. They probably want to share it with somebody. So yeah. do it. So this goes back to kind of the body of what we were talking about. And I think this will color sort of my take on the movie we talked about this week. I did something. So I was supposed to go watch John Wick this Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I had a group of people. We were all going to do it, and everybody dropped, right? Durango. Durango. <laughs> FOMO kicked in. <laughs> For sure. Everybody dude. was hungover, or whatever. You know, whatever the fuck happened. Like, right. Everybody right, right, right. I got you. I got you. I got you. And uh, so I was. I just said, fuck it. I sat at home, and I watched FIFA, or played FIFA, and I just fucking did my own thing. And on Tuesday, I go out to lunch, and it hit me. I was like, you know, fuck that, man. I really want to see this movie. So I just bought a ticket, and I went by myself, which is something that I used to do all the time. Mm. All the time. Like, I love watching movies by myself. Yeah. And when I'm watching... It's sick. The reason I think I love... I think I like that movie more for having watched it by myself. Mm-hmm. I think I enjoyed it because I I wasn't I don't know if you've ever done this but it, I bet you've gone to a movie and seen it or seen a movie and then you watch it with someone else and all of a sudden you're seeing it through their eyes. You're yeah. Like, no, I like, get it. You're like, "Why why aren't you laughing at this part?" Which this might part? be a good or bad or you know indifferent, I mean? right? Right. But it it colors. It does color when you're trying to show something to someone. Right. I watched this movie by myself just like, I mean, I was in a theater full of people. It was a full Tuesday. Yeah. Because that's like our cheap day. Right. So you've got movies. the best of the best. So I got to see it in a experience like a, a theater full of miscreants that, <laughs> can't, DJ that can only afford a $5 movie. <laughs> but like, <laughs> but no, but, but I also just got to watch it through my eyes. Right. That movie was for me in that moment. Yeah. And if you're one of those people, because I know these people exist, and I know this seems stupid to have this as a pearl of wisdom. No. But a lot of people won't go watch a movie by themselves. It's great. I didn't do it till I was divorced. movies are such a social thing, right? Yeah. I've been doing it since I was fucking in high school. Right. I would just take off and go. I would spend a day in the theater. Right. Hopping. Watching. Screen to screen. Right. And spend the whole day 
fucking watching movies because that's what I do. For free in New Mexico? Uh, 100%. You pay for one. You pay for one. Well, now they have assigned seating, so that's how they'll fuck you. Yeah, that's fucked everything up, I'm sure. <laughs> but anyways, no, I just, if you've never done that. Do you know, it. Go watch it's a movie. awesome. On a fucking Thursday afternoon by yourself. Yeah. Just go watch a movie. It's the best. Get yourself that one hot dog. Get you some Not the last hot dog. Get the last hot dog. (laughs) Some nachos. Trust me. Get a Diet Coke. (laughs) (laughs) Extra large. No, but seriously, just go watch a movie by yourself or sit by yourself. It's a really... It's a different fucking movie. Yeah, I promise you. It's a different experience. It is. It's a different thing. It is. When you're watching it for you and you're not watching it kind of through someone else's eyes. That makes sense. You know, cause, I mean, I used to, I was married for 16 years. Yeah. And my movies were always different watching them without her as opposed to one I was right. watching them with her because right. I wanted her to enjoy things. Right. I wanted her. I didn't give a fuck if anybody else liked that movie. Right. I liked it. Right. You know what I mean? That was it. No, I feel you. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And yeah. it makes it way less embarrassing when you take your dick out. Yep. 